Um, he set catapult records. So one of the biggest ones is the accelerations uh, throughout the course of a game. The highest that we've ever had in four and a half years was 79 by Zamari Walton in the game two years ago. Kyrick had 100 in the game on Saturday. And uh, just the, who he is, his work ethic, um, his character, his mental process, his mental makeup uh, is really impressive. I'm so proud that he's a part of our organization. Second week in a row defensively, Charlie Thomas, and just his arc of who he is in this program, leadership, uh, demeanor, presence. He's always been explosive and a dynamic playmaker, but he's doing it now within the framework of the defense and uh, is doing a really nice job uh, in the locker room, out of practice, and obviously being very productive in the games. Uh, and then the, the last piece of the special teams, the Jude Kelly, Malachi Carter, uh, must on sides was as good as I've seen. Um, and just the, the kick was perfect. Being able to execute that kick in a high-pressure situation and then just the competitive nature of Malachi Carter, um, how hard he played throughout the entire game, and then us eight give us a chance to win it uh, down the end. Malachi uh, did a great job with that. Um, so developmental players of the week, Joe Fusil, Ben Postma, England Williams, Jamal Haynes, uh, and Jamal Haynes uh, made some plays out here today on developmental, and we did some good on good work. He's going to be a big-time player in this program. Uh, just really proud of his mindset, his work ethic, all of those things. Defensively, Kaya Wright, Micaiah Scott, Jalen Huff, um, and Taylor McCauley. Um, so just we know we've got a, a big matchup against a great team in a great venue. One of the cool things about being able to play in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, 0.9 miles away from here, is we get to do it. Every single guy that's in our program, every single year that they're here, will play in that stadium at least once. Every guy that we're going to end up signing this class, the next class, every single year will play a game in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We say this all the time, and it's true. This is the best college venue uh, in the country. Downtown Atlanta is amazing in Bobby Dodd Stadium, uh, but the ability to play one game a year in Mercedes-Benz, which is arguably the greatest pro stadium in the world, uh, says a lot, and I'm, I'm excited that we get to, our guys get to experience that. So, questions? Jeff, it was a, a pretty physical game. Both, both teams played really hard. Yep. Uh, looking at practice this week, do you feel that the recovery from time from the game has been pretty good? Yeah, so we, we've done something new this year, Rod. We've given the guys Sunday off. Um, so anybody that played in the game on Saturday, they come and check in with our trainers, uh, eat lunch, but then they invariably, uh, they've learned our process over the two years. They're in there doing rolling, stretching on their own. They're doing contrasting. Uh, we've got one of the nicest locker rooms in college football. Uh, so they're doing roll and stretch and contrast, all those things to get their body uh, back to a baseline uh, to get ready to have a good Monday morning practice. And then today was very physical today, too. Uh, we went good on good twice today, um, just the speed of the game, the physicality of the game. Um, but that's been something that we've harped on since we've been here. Big physical people going at it on a daily basis and then make sure you're doing the things to protect your teammates and to get your body back uh, to a good baseline so you can have another good day um, as well. The other cool thing that we do, Rod, is we practice in the mornings. 
So our last big practice will be Thursday. We'll be off the field by 10 a.m. And again, I, I'm not good at math, but that's a lot of hours from 10 a.m. Thursday morning till the tip 7.30 Saturday night. And our guys have a process rolling and stretching multiple times Thursday, multiple times Friday, multiple times on game day to get their body ready to have a physical matchup against a really big physical team. Jeff, you're facing a team that likes to go very fast and is very dynamic on offense. What kind of challenge does that present as a defensive staff? First and foremost is I still vividly remember two years ago, right out here, uh, us playing North Carolina and that offensive line, I don't know, even coaching, uh, whatever, six, seven years in the SEC, had I seen a line that, that was that big and that physical, and all of them are still back. They're big, they're physical up front, uh, they've got really good running backs, um, and they've got probably, uh, arguably, the best quarterback in college football, uh, probably, you know, the top pick in the draft, and he makes great decisions, knows where to go with the ball, and then he's got playmakers uh, all around him. And then, obviously, we're, we're well-versed in knowing who Josh Downs is through recruiting. Uh, think the world of him. Think the world of his family. Um, really loved him as a player out of high school. And, uh, you know, think the world of him as a person, but then as a player. He is a dynamic playmaker uh, in the slot most of the time. Um, but we've got to know where he is on every single play. Um, the big physical offensive line, really good running backs. Uh, arguably one of the best receivers in the country, too. Um, so it, it's a challenge, and the pace that they play with, too. Um, I mean, they do, a, they do a really good job. I think they're one of the top, I don't, whatever, top five offenses in college football. Uh, they're really good. Coach, I have a two-part of a question. One, what will it mean to get a win against a ranked UNC team that you write about? And the second part is, how much are you looking forward to Yellow Jackets fan packing out the bins? Yeah, that's going to be fun. I, I'm fired up for our guys. Just the experience of playing college football, uh, the experience of playing in an NFL stadium uh, is really, really cool. Um, but the, the big thing in our program, we're just keeping to build and build and build, learn from things every single week. And, uh, you know, I think our guys learn the way to play the game the right way, stay focused compete every single play, um, battle all the way to the end. The, the play uh, first and two from the two, coming out 17 seconds left, and our defense goes out there and forces a fumble, almost scores a touchdown, gets a safety. They never quit. They just kept battling and they kept playing and they kept fighting. That's the way you got to play. And I think they've learned it the way they focus, the way to prepare, the attitude, the mindset, all of those things, and we just have to repeat it week after week after week after week. That's what big-time programs do, and we have fought really hard since we got here to teach a process, to teach the right way to play the game, and now we've got to finish these because we're doing the right things. The guys see it, the guys know it, um, and now we just got to finish and get some dubs. So, um, But it, it's a great challenge. It's a great team. Um so we just got to be ready to go. Coach Collins, uh, your defense played so well on Saturday, and I think you had over 20 different players that registered at least one tackle. Talk to us about your defensive depth. 
Yeah, so that, that's another thing that we've been preaching, building that depth throughout, especially up front. Um, you look at the catapult numbers from up front, I think probably in a three-man front, we played probably 11 D linemen, which doesn't happen anywhere else, but that's the way we play. So the guys can come in, they know they can play as hard as they can, and know there's going to be somebody else that can give them a blow, and then we just keep rolling wave after wave of big-time players uh, in the game. Um, Noah Collins got his first action, six foot six, 240-pound defensive end. Josh Robinson played a bunch. Uh, he's 6'6", 265 right now. Zeke Biggers, uh, 6'6", 350, uh, playing the nose guard, got some good burn. Um, one of my favorite parts of the game was them changing their punt protection for Zeke Biggers. Zeke Biggers is on our punt block team, and he's 6'6", 350, and he can move. And uh, just the way he can affect games, uh, long, big, physical uh, young men that play the game the right way, have a lot of depth. We roll a lot of guys. Um, Caleb Edwards got his first snaps on Saturday. Uh, Miles Brooks played a bunch on the back end. Um, so it was really good to see the way we're able to deploy our guys and get a lot of guys burned, and it pays off down the road. And everybody wanted to talk bad or make allude to things about our ATL depth chart. That's why we do it. And they're playing at a really high level. We've built depth in this program now, uh, really good quality depth um, that can come in and roll and play. And the other piece that's cool, too, is with that amount of depth, we'll roll a bunch of them down to the developmental look team. Even though they're playing on Saturdays, they're going to be down there giving our ATLO line a good look and good reps, too, throughout the week. We do that across the board uh, at really every position. Um, but it's good to have really good quality depth in this program. Um, last year after the Louisville game, I don't remember, I think you were you were encouraged by what you'd seen and saying, you know, if we can keep preparing this way. We've got a chance to be really, really yep. good. Obviously, for a lot of different reasons, it probably didn't yep. turn out the way you wanted. But then after the game, Clemson, I noticed you heard it, you said something a, a few times about if we can respond the right way and prepare yep. this way, we beat anybody. And I'm curious, to, kind of is to, that – Two completely different football teams. Right. Two completely different locker rooms. Two completely different sets of leadership. It is really uh, impressive the way uh, our coaches, our strength staff, have developed these guys and their mindsets and their thought processes and those things. Uh, so now our players are saying the right thing. Even at the end of that game, the conversations – that were being had were different. They're the right conversations. Um, but the challenge is to keep building that until the tip on Saturday. This is a great football team we're playing. And we've got to be ready to play at a high level uh, to step on that field and compete with them. they got players all over the field uh, that are really good. And uh, they've got good schemes offensively, defensively, and special teams as well. Um, so our guys just have to continue to build that mindset all the way until the tip. Jeff, do you talk about your team, about the Coastal now? You you play Clemson to the wire. You've shown a lot of growth now. Do you talk about trying to win the Coastal, controlling your destiny at this point? Yeah, no, not really. That, that's, we talk about one game at a time. We talk about one series at a time. We talk about one play at a time. Uh, the only thing that I did mention to them was the, the way the schedule was broken up. There's three games to begin that were not in our division. 
then you got three straight in our division, then the bye week, three straight in our division, then finish with three that are not in our division. But it is one game at a time. Um, cannot get too far ahead. We're still in the building blocks of doing this thing the right way. Um, so there is zero focus other than getting ready to play a big-time North Carolina team. That is the sole focus in our program. And they deserve every ounce of our respect. They deserve every ounce of our focus. And we've got to do that all day, every day, until the tip. Coach, obviously not what you wanted to hear or what you wanted from the Clemson game with the result, but did your team get some added confidence going into a game like this based on how you guys did play? And also, was red zone something that you guys are going to be working on this week a little bit just to try and get into the end zone and kind of get over the hump? It's, a, it's something we work on every week. Uh, so let's just make sure we're clear. Let's give Clemson a ridiculous amount of credit. That is one of the best defenses in college football um, that we went against. They've still not allowed a touchdown. They're three games into the season. They've still not allowed the touchdown. Um, we were battling. We were fighting one block away uh, from getting in the end zone, but they've got really good players, um, really good scheme. We do too. Um, but the, the red zone is an emphasis all the time. The goal line is an emphasis all the time. Um, you know, we do have a couple of other things that we've added. Uh, now that we've built some confidence, I'm not going to say too much, uh, that we can do on the goal line now that we haven't been able to in the past. Um, but just – uh, I'll always focus on those things um, and getting better every single week. But the, the way we played, the mindset that we had, um, the preparation that we went through, the focus that the guys were able to maintain throughout the entirety of the game, those are building blocks uh, to be really, really good moving forward. So, Coach Collins, uh, Saturday was the third time in two years you've had a big – unscheduled break if you count Tallahassee last year whatever that was that happened at Syracuse last year did that experience give you a leg up on how to handle the kids really looked crisp when they came back out after almost two hours yeah it was it was uh you're never it's, it's all different right we had a uh lightning delay in Florida in Tallahassee after we had started the game then uh we had whatever delay it was uh right before the tip at Syracuse uh and then the delay and they're all different um, but just every time I would get updates, I would grab the whole team. Here's where we are. Here's what you should do with your time until the next. Um, and some of it was chalk talk going through every series with their position coaches. Some was chalk talk going through uh, with the entire unit. And then right before we go out to, the, to go back and start the play, I called them up again, Aaron Joe, uh, who plays DJ, EJ the DJ, as my daughter calls him. He had a song hitting, and I was trying to get the guys up, and the song was hitting so good, I just let it ride. And then the guys started singing or saying or what the song as it was going, and sometimes having emotional intelligence is knowing when to shut up. So I just stood there on top of my chair getting ready to say some really good stuff, but that song was hitting so good, and they were vibing so well, I ain't got nothing else to say. Let's go play. Then I think there's some videos from our parents. Our guys go out there to get stretched in the tunnel before they let us go out. The vibe and the energy, all from our players. The maturity, the focus, all from our players. The attitude, the mindset to take the field, all from our players. And that's what you have to do 
to take the next step to be a big time program. And I'm fired up for them that they can now do those things. And shout out to Aaron Joe did a great job. The other person I want to mention, I don't know if he's out here is Patrick Clancy. I think a lot of people have seen the videos that he's put out on social media. They are ridiculous. What Patrick Clancy also does is there are videos just for our eyes only that he gives to the team, a Friday night video, a focus kind of video. And then right when we get on the bus to go to the game, he shoots out another video to encapsulate the last parts to get ready to play. So everybody in our program values and respects and loves the work that Patrick Clancy does. Um, and just hats off to him. His role in getting our team ready to play is amazing. And it's valued and it's important. And it's everybody in our organization that gets us to this point. Um, now we've just got to take that next critical step. Um, and it's going to be really good. Yeah, you, uh, after the game, I believe Coach Swinney said he saw a lot of things that he, they were not prepared for. Could you talk a little bit about the preparation by your coordinators for the game? Yeah, I thought, I thought they did a great job. Um, we went to with a plan. Uh, we did a lot of – we didn't ever want to show them final formation offensively. Um, so we did a lot of huddling, a lot of motioning, a lot of shifting uh, to give the final picture late. I thought that helped us a lot. But our guys played physical – moved the chains, saw success in increments of how we're going to play the series. Um, and then defensively, uh, again, Coach Stacker and the defensive staff that worked on our package that we deployed most of the game, uh, and we finally felt it was game ready going into it. Um, but we're still a mix of four down. We're still a mix of three down. Um, we're very multiple. Like even the Kennesaw State game, there wasn't a defense that we that is out there that we didn't play. And that'll be the case moving forward as well. Multiplicity, uh, getting guys interchangeable out on the field um, matters to us. So we'll do the same thing, uh, rotating in from four down fronts to odd fronts to oaky fronts, uh, bare fronts, all those things that are in our DNA. And But the key is the players playing as hard as they can, really good fundamentals, focus, leverage, communication, all of those things got to keep going. All right, thank you. Thanks, guys.